Hello, my name is Jason Ellaby. I'm a student at the University of Hawaii, Wastawahu, and today I will talk about academic discourse communities. Before we get into the main subject, I would like to talk about myself a little so that you can get a grasp on who is talking in this episode. So as you know, I am a student at West Oahu, and my major is Natural Sciences. I went into Natural Sciences because I've always been intrigued with how nature works, and I would like to use this degree to get a job in marine biology. As of now, I haven't really gotten to know a lot about nature, but I still strive to learn more about it. Now that I've introduced myself, I want to talk about literacy and how I am a part of the Natural Science Academic Discourse Community. Literacy has many meanings, but one author had a different way of doing it, and his name was James Gee. Gee thought of literacy as a secondary use of language. He brings up an example called discourse communities. Discourse communities are a group of people that have the same set of goals, and they use communication throughout the community to accomplish those goals. The communication that they use might be difficult for people to understand if they aren't in that discourse community. Let's use football for an example. Your friend Ken has never watched football in his life, but your other friend Mike watches football constantly. If they talk about football and use football terminology like touchdown and field goal, then Ken would most likely be lost and have no idea what Mike is saying. We are all a part of different discourse communities, and sometimes we don't even know that we are in one, even though we've been in them for years. Personally, I am a part of the video game and golf discourse communities, and have been for many years, and I know basically every term about those communities. But what are academic discourse communities? Well, they are different discourse communities, but they are based around a school subject. The academic discourse community that I am in and will talk about is natural sciences. I have interviewed two of my professors that have been in this academic discourse for years and are more experienced on the topic. The first person I interviewed would be my anatomy professor, Taylor Tashiro, who teaches physiology 141 at West Oahu. I interviewed her on what she thought about the health community and how hard it would be for a person to get into the community and fully pick it up. What do you like about this community and how could it be improved? Oh, that's a good question. So the thing I like about our anatomy and physiology community is that the people that, that want to study this field are in it because of health, most of the time because of health reasons. So they want to go into like kinesiology or they want to become doctors or nurses, um, PTs. So everyone is here to learn more so that they can improve their health. And that's what I really like because we're all working towards the same goal, which is a better lifestyle. The thing that could be improved about this is maybe um, a lot of people tend to in this field not okay, not a lot, but there are some people in this field that tend to be arrogant because of the idea of like muscle heads and they think, oh, okay, this is what I learned. So this is finite and I need to take this much protein 
to be able to gain muscle. And if you take any other dosage, then that's incorrect. So some people are really arrogant in this field. But like I said, the whole point of everyone is to just work towards a healthier lifestyle. And I think when we focus more on that, then I think it'll be a much more uh, balanced community, you know, to maintain that homeostasis within our community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you actually answered my third question, which oh, is well. why majority people go into the subject. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> so my last question would be, how hard is it to get into the community? And like, how hard is it to pick up on the subject? Mm. Oh, that's a very interesting question. So of course, anyone can be involved in this community of anatomy and physiology. And that's because you know, everyone that we're associating with are humans. And in anatomy and physiology, we're talking about the human body and how it works and how all of our organ systems work together. So that's very similar to a human community and how we're all working together. We're all different parts that come together as a whole. And just learning about anatomy and physiology, I feel like benefits any individual. So like, of course, with engineering, like some people benefit from engineering by building buildings, but like with anatomy physiology, because this deals with bones, muscles, um, lymph, it deals with everything that humans have to deal with, then anything you learn from this, whatever field you're in, you will benefit from. And what was the other part of the question again? Uh, how hard is it to pick up on the subject? Oh, okay. So this subject, because there is so much in this field as as you know we just learned about bones and there's so many bones in the body and we're going to learn about muscles soon yeah. but there it's it's not as easy as some people think but also it's not as hard as some people think because I say it's not as easy because there's just so much within the body that you have to learn that it gets a little bit overwhelming especially when we cram these subjects into two separate classes but I say it's also easier than some people think because learning about it is enjoyable because it relates to your own life. The next person I interviewed was my health teacher, Dr. Kawi Baumhofer Merritt. She graduated at the Harvard School of Public Health and is now an assistant professor of Indigenous Health Sciences at West Oahu. I questioned her on what kind of terms she uses in her class that others might not understand what is her go-to source that she gives to others so they can learn more about the subject? What is your go-to source uh, for a person so that they can learn more about this subject? Um, it's hard because there's not a lot on this subject, you know, like there's not a textbook. Um, Intro to Hawaiian Health is like a pretty new topic. I mean, I think uh, if a student was struggling, I would, I would um, have them come talk to me. Um, I'd try to talk through some of the challenges that they were having. Um, probably wouldn't give more readings because I feel like I give enough of those. Um, if I have had a couple of students that I've sent to Auntie Manu, and she seems to have 
talk to them or or or, or even um you at the Noyao center at the tutoring center so like we don't you know like i don't have like a tutor in hawaiian health um like there's no one at the Noyao center who does that except for maybe you um but yeah, I think I would maybe send them to either Auntie Manu or Auntie Lynette. So one of our other faculty members who is really well-versed in this topic and might be able to offer a different perspective than me. So what can we take from these interviews? Well, we know that each person has a similar reason to be inside of these academic communities and that these discourse communities are sometimes pretty hard to pick up on. We learned that each community has different terms that they use to describe things that others might not understand, and that in some academic discourse communities, it is better to learn from someone about the topic instead of an actual web source or textbook. The main thing I want you to take away from this episode is that each academic discourse community has their own goal that everybody is trying to accomplish. Some academic communities may be difficult to get into because of how many terms you would have to learn or how little sources you could find on the subject. Although some of the communities may need work to better improve the community, each person that is a part of it tries their hardest to help educate one another. Academic discourse communities may have a different subject, but they all have the goal to learn.